when the child's feeling like overstimulated, you know, a lot of times they'll naturally seek out some type of enclosed space. So they'll hide underneath a desk at school or um, go to a corner of some sort and, um, you know, giving them that space that they can retreat to um, when they are feeling overstimulated. Um, that's a, a, a really a uh, real nice uh, way for the child to uh, uh, self-regulate themselves. Did you know you can make a calming sensory space in a corner, even in a closet? And how can a calming sensory space really help our children's systems? We're gonna find out. And are there easy ways families can create a calm down space for their child um, or their children? And what might be the top three items to consider if you're thinking about creating a calming sensory space um, in your home? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on Parenting Special Needs Live. I'm Shante, and I've asked Alex Lopiccolo to join us today and share with us about this topic. Alex, or aka Mr. Alex, um, is here to talk with us he is a sensory integration therapy practitioner. He's experienced certified occupation therapy assistant, um, a certified personal trainer and nutrition consultant. And Alex is also known as the King of Swings. He travels around the world sharing his knowledge of sensory motor therapy with OTs, um, their students um, at pediatric clinics and universities. But he especially enjoys designing and installing home sensory gyms to help his young clients at home. Um, and today we've asked him to help us learn ways to create calming sensory spaces anywhere, even in a corner of a room or a closet. So please help me in welcoming Alex. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much. How are you? Great, great. Share a little bit about your um, backstory with sensory processing disorder. So I was uh, very uh, sensitive to smell, taste, uh, in touch when I was uh, younger, I used, uh, you know, super picky eater would run out of the room when I smelled certain foods and very reactive. Um, I used uh, sensory motor type of uh, activities um, through sports, such as youth wrestling, um, also just playing outside, rollerblading, biking building obstacle courses, playing on play sets, um, and uh, also uh, doing lots of arts and crafts and doing a lot of tactile play. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to make the change since I was uh, started in third grade. I realized, you know, my dad was into uh, men's uh, or health and fitness magazine. And he was, you know, he would lift at the gym and he started actually um, creating do-it-yourself type of uh, fitness equipment. So I started looking at uh, magazines and I was like, ah, that, you know, I want to look like that, one of those superhero guys. And uh, so I started changing up my diet and started uh, tweaking um, my uh, nutrition through using smoothies and stuff like that. And then also exercising with him and uh, using it for my advantage in sports. So uh, from there started, uh, uh, built my own weight room with my dad and uh, 
we ended up um, starting to uh, just use nutrition as a way of uh, uh, changing our, our body and brain and uh, helped me academically. Um, and then I went to personal training school right outside of uh, uh, high school. And then from there I did personal training and rehab. Um, and I found that, um, you know, I was using a therapeutic use of self and found that occupational therapy is really in line with what uh, my goals were in life. Um, Cause I've always liked helping others one-on-one um, even in groups, uh, I could even, I remember even in kindergarten, uh, you know, uh, there were special needs kids in my class and I really wanted to make friends with them and make them feel included in the classroom. So, uh, from there, I, um, uh, outside of, um, high school, I went right to occupational therapy, right into pediatrics. Um, and then, uh, I found that you can use play with uh, therapy and movement and exercise as a way of uh, integrating the body and brain and working on the central nervous system. So what does it actually do, a calming space do for a child with uh, sensory issues? So when the child's feeling like overstimulated, you know, a lot of times they'll naturally seek out some type of enclosed space. So they'll hide underneath a desk at school or um, go to a corner of some sort, um, hide under a blanket. So what I do is um, either if it's in a closet or in a corner, I do some type of enclosed space um, to help downregulate. So when you're feeling overstimulated, your nervous system's kind of on that anxious mode. Um, it could be fight, flight, or freeze. And um, feeling, uh, having a, a sense of feeling safe and secure is really important. And, um, you know, giving them that space that they can retreat to um, when they are feeling overstimulated. Um, that's a, a, a really uh, real nice uh, way for the child to uh, uh, self-regulate. Wow. All right. I think our um, audience would be really amazed to find out that you can create um, a space for your child anywhere and even in a corner or um, in a corner of a room. So can you talk us through the top three items you would pick for someone who might be thinking about creating a calming sensory space in their home? Like, you know, what's the, what, what do you look for, for, for first? Uh, a lot of kids don't even use their closets for their clothes. You know, usually they'll have a dresser. Um, so what I typically do is if I can clear out the closet and have it open, um, what I've, I've done uh, before is I would do some like D-ring anchor plates. So they're like heavy duty uh, used for construction. Um, I would put those into the wood studs in the walls, making sure you have a contractor that can locate the studs efficiently. And then um, use some structural screws to screw them in. Um, and then I'll use something called Lycra, which is four-way stretch spandex. And um, I'll uh, tie them onto either rope or some uh, metal O-rings and then use some carabiner clips that you use for rock climbing and then hook them up to um, the, the wall. So uh, you always want some type of safety mat 
that's like two inches thick and crash pads. If there's any type of corners, you'd wanna make sure that you pad them too um, with those uh, baby safe, safety kind of corner pads. Right. So, so that's, just, that, that's just one way. Yeah, no, that's just one way. So is, that just reminded me though, when you were saying that, so, um, cause you're considered the king of swing. So would that Lycra that you're doing, would that make the, uh, make, create a swing? Like, what are we creating with that? Um, what's the- so that so that uh, usually sits on the floor. I call it a lycra canoe. Um, it can be hung up from two or four points. Uh, and uh, you wanna educate the child that can't just jump into the, to it if it's like floating, cause it does stretch down. Um, you can also use it for, um, for various type of suspended swings too. So um, it goes for, um, like if you have any type of sensory swings, you can, you can hang it up and it will uh, hover above the ground. So the nice thing about Lycra is that it gives you that safe, secure place um, through deep pressure stimulation. So um, it's kind of like a weighted blanket in space. So mm -hmm. it helps calm and organize the nervous system, but it also, the difference between it than say a weighted blanket would be, um, that it pulls you into the fetal position. And the fetal position is where it helps, um, it uh, taps into your parasympathetic nervous system, which you know we use to self-regulate. So when you're, um, when you're an infant, you pull into that fetal position uh, when you're breastfeeding, or if you wanna go to bed, you pull into that fetal position to calm your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And also with the Lycra, you can um, do rhythmic swinging. So when you're dysregulated or overstimulated, your heart rate is usually up faster. And um, by doing rhythmic, smooth, fluid motion, um, it can help with that uh, relaxation. And is that also why a lot of the kids, I'm, I think I know this, but I just wanna make sure, like, like my daughter rocks. So is that like, she's just trying to calm herself inside? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, rocking chairs work very well for having a, a place where kids can regulate. Um, you can even just rock back and forth on the floor. Um, for circle time for kids, there's something called a how to hug chair. And um, kids during circle time can get that deep pressure sensation while rocking back and forth, you know, during circle time at school. Wow. So now if you, so that would be if you were going to take a closet, right? And like put a swing in it, there would there be any other things? I mean, do you check out like if, let's just say we were going through a home and you, a parent wanted to take like, you know, an apartment or something and make like a corner there would, um, what would you recommend? Like what's the, what would be three items you would use there? So there is a, um, a really good system here. I can kind of twist my computer. You can see, by the way, those mats are on the floor. I'm doing wow, uh, nice. a workshop, but, um, that is called a um, brain rich kids uh, system. There's no screws that you have to put into the ceiling. So it, it's a tension rod system that goes to the floor to the ceiling. Um, they're pretty, uh, I would say they're pretty inexpensive for a do it yourself. Um, they usually run under a thousand and you could always take them to the next, uh, your next apartment or house. Um, I hung up some gymnastic rings on there so I can do some fitness stuff if, um, you know, it's really important that, 
the parents take care of their nervous systems too. Mm -hmm. um, I also put some atomic uh, climbing holds right there. They're like, uh, they use them for Ninja Warrior. So for parents that are trying to work on their upper body and core strength, that works well. I also have um, a Southpaw Acrobat Swing. It's a four-way stretch spandex, like I was talking about earlier. And it pulls you into that womb space. Um, I also can hang up a camping hammock from there. I put some safety mats and crash pads below. Um, there's monkey bars on it. Um, and there's all different types of systems you can use. Um, you can climb on top of it and use it as a loft space. So that's just um, one now, of wait, the Wait, wait, I want to see it. That's too cool. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. So that is, um, so, all right, that would cost, is that something, okay, because not everyone's going to be as, you know, we're talking to parents and I'm sure like, even if I'll just go for myself, for my example, my husband is not the handiest and neither am I. So how, would it be something easy that someone could put together or? It's like, as, it's as easy as Ikea. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Wow. And I am, and, and I'm not I that Ikea friendly. So if I can do that, I mean. Uh, really, it's sturdy yeah. enough that you can do lift weight. I mean, you can lift yourself up on that. Uh, he's going to give us a demonstration. <laughs> so you can use it for fitness. You can use it for um, sensory stimulation. My kids like to read books in here. So this is purchased separate, separately through uh, southpaw.com. These are purchased se separately through Atomic Climbing Holds. Uh, the gymnastic rings I got from Amazon. And then I always make sure to get a, a gym mat and under anything suspended. Just a protection. Wow. Wow. I can't believe that fits in a corner. Wow. That'd be nice. Uh, um, now, some other options would be, like I said, a rocking chair. Um, I like to get a crash pad. Um, at Costco right now, they have uh, like a gray crash pad that's really nice and soft for a hundred dollars. Um, they, when you say uh, crash pad, is that like a bit, what is a crash like bean a bean bag bag chair? chair? Yeah. Okay, it's, gotcha. You know, a beanbag chair is circular, a crash pad's more square rectangular. Okay. Um, no, they're made to like jump into, you can also just lounge in it. You can lay under it for deep sustained tactile pressure. A lot of times what, what I'm seeing now is that, um, children are really, and also adults too, um, have, are light touch sensitive. So they have some tactile sensitivity. And when you're, tact, when you're tactile sensitive, you become very reactive um, emotionally uh, throughout the day. And, um, you know, having some deep sustained pressure such as a weighted blanket you could use, uh, Lycra, um, a crash pad to go under, um, something that gives you uh, weight to help relax um, your nervous system. So there's a book called The Weighted Blanket Book, and it talks about how uh, a weighted blanket has been proven to help decrease anxiety and help improve relaxation for uh, sleep, uh, especially in the autism, dementia, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's population. Wow. No, I, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that. All right. So I have a question on the Lycra. Um, now, is that something that like, is there a special place to order that from, or can you just order that anywhere? I mean, can I get it from Joanne? You, Fabrics? Can, <laughs> you can get it from Joanne Fabrics for like uh, do it yourself. You can also um, 
get it through southpaw.com. You can okay. also get it through Amazon. If you type in like Lycra sensory swing, there's uh, plenty of companies out there that sell them. Okay. Um, so. And they come like, with like what grommets? If they're already a swing, they're already set up, right? It's just a matter of hooking them up. Yes, that's, that's true. Yep. Okay. Wow. All right. So any um, top advice you would give to families like, you know, that are thinking about doing something like this or creating like a little, I know that you helped us in the magazine uh, with a little, with a school that needed a calming space. And um, I have to tell you that those kids, uh, they love it. I mean, they, um, I, my daughter happens to go there and volunteer. And so when she, when I pick her up, she's like, oh, they love that room, mom. They're in there all the time. So um, it's, it's very nice. So thank you for doing that for us. You're but um, I love all the, the lights and the tubes and the, you know. Yeah, the so um, I look at the lighting in the room. That's a big, um, you know, a big bonus. So um, either having a lights on a dimmer switch that's very powerful to have, just switching it to, to a dimmer. Um, or if you can't do that, um, turning off the lights and having like a lamp in a corner, that's like low lighting. Um, I actually just went to Home Depot uh, the other day and I got, there's like an orange light bulb and I put that in my hallway down, just down the hallway. And, um, you know, the, the orange light is just super relaxing. It almost looks like that 70s vibe where it's like um, like a, a super zen color. So I really like that orange light bulb. Um, the other option, you know, another thing you look at is like, um, uh, and also like fluorescent lights. I always take out one or two of the fluorescent lights in there. Um, and have some type of cover over it or shade um, so it's not so bright. Next would be uh, music. Um, if, you if you can have like any type of, um, you know, grounding music in the room for down regulating. So that could be something like um, lo-fi music. That's L-O-F-I. Um, there's that, there's smooth jazz. There's also, um, there's, it's called like sacred spirit drums. So any type of drumming music is really good to have on in a calming environment. It's very grounding. Uh, also, uh, you can have essential oils or essential oil diffuser. Something that's more of um, a calming smell could be something like vanilla um, or just have a whole bunch of different essential oils that uh, the children can smell. Wow. And I, I like always, and I always have gum as an option for kids to chew on in that environment because the TMJ joint right here, by chewing a dense gum or, you know, doing two to three pieces of, you know, some Orbit gum, um, that can help as a self-regulator too. Huh. And was, it calms you? It just kind of... Um, well, your TMJ joint is one of the strongest proprioceptors, which is like a muscle joint type of a stimulator that by doing rhythmic chewing, um, it helps organize the brain and body. That's why they've been recommending kids uh, chew gum while doing uh, schoolwork or academics. Um, we've been we've been chewing um, gum uh, as adults during paperwork as a way of uh, staying focused too. 
Wow, that's great. I, wow, I didn't know that. And it's funny because I just uh, started recently uh, buying Orbit and I love it, but I do, I take two pieces and it's just, I don't know, I didn't realize, but maybe that is because it's calming me, but that's funny. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think um, anything else you would like to share with our audience? Um, I would like to have you maybe come back at another time if you don't mind and like um, maybe show us or maybe you, not now, but maybe you can show us like how to do a um, a little tutorial on how to put together a swing for families. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to do that. Because I think uh, that would be interesting. I would love to, uh, I would love to know that. I like that gym that you showed us. I would love to have that in my back patio, you know, like just a little fun sure. thing. So, uh, so yeah, uh, just a couple of plugs. Um, you can check me out, sensorydigest.com. I uh, travel worldwide teaching uh, the King of Swings hands-on sensory motor workshop. So I might be in your area soon. Um, if you can't come out to the workshop, it's mainly therapists, um, pediatric OT, PT, and speech therapists. But I'm, I also um, have special needs parents come in once in a while. Um, and then I also help um, and consult with uh, special needs families for their homes. So feel free to message me anytime, Sensory Digest, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, hope uh, you can follow me on my journey and uh, feel free to message me anytime. Yeah, no, I will. I have one other question. Wait, I forgot something. So how did you get the name? Who named you the King of Swings? Um, so when I, I started kind of inventing swings back um, when I first started and um, it was someone, uh, one of the, my colleagues uh, named me it when, uh, and I thought it was uh, kind of uh, nifty. And I was like, oh, that kind of rhymes. Yeah, why not? You know, I, I, uh, I've been inventing swings ever since I stepped into the, the sensory gym setting. So, um, and then I found out that after going to continuing education courses, there's very little hands-on. And like you go to a course that's in a conference hall and you learn about 98% theory and less than one or 2% of it is like hands-on treatment application. So um, mine's uh, pretty much strictly hands-on inside the sensory gym. So therapists can actually use those treatment activities into their uh, uh, sensory gym setting. And that's what you do in the workshops. You teach them how to actually use the um, equipment that you, or the swings or whatever into I teach, website. I teach them how to make it too. How to make it too. Okay. Wow. And you know, I was thinking too, just like the school that you helped out in from the magazine, um, Open, Open Seas Learning Academy. You know, all, there's a lot of little schools popping up that have a lot of, um, you know, children with special needs that kind of could benefit from these things. So I think it would be good to uh, check you out and, you know, see what's available. And I can't thank you enough for helping us with the magazine and um, sharing your knowledge and sharing today with us. So, um, and I look forward to having you back again to teach us about how to create our own little swings because I think I want one. <laughs> uh, thanks, Shante. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and reading the article. Um, you know, this is my passion and anything I can do to help out the special needs future and uh, the families out there. Thank you for being with us today. And in case no one has told you today, you are doing a great job. Be good to you. I'll talk to you soon.